Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The following podcast is going to contain spoilers along with me, just a regular guy, talking about all the things I love, such as comics, movies, television, music, and books. So yeah, proceed at your own risk. Welcome to another episode of Just Another Fanboy. I'm your host, Steven, and today I want to talk about an issue of the Avengers, an old issue from the Avengers, going back to January of 1986. This is Avengers number 263, and it actually, I read it uh, in an X-Factor epic collection. It's the first issue in the X-Factor epic collection called Genesis and apocalypse why is it the first issue in an x-factor collection well you're gonna find out by the time we hit the end of this episode the issue is entitled what lurks below it was written by roger stern john busima was on breakdowns tom palmer was the finisher jim novak did them letters christy shield threw down the colors mark grunwald was the editor and big jim shooter was our editor-in-chief. And so we start this issue off at JFK International Airport. There are three dudes on a plane. They're they're pretty shifty. Based on later in the issue, these are guys that probably readers of this book know about because it sounds like uh, the Avengers have tussled with them in the past. But I don't recognize these dudes at all. One of them, his name is Morlack. Another, his name is Zota. And then the third one is named Shinsky. They have something in the plane that they don't want the authorities to see. Their faces are all over wanted posters. So these are some bad guys. And uh, suddenly these police vans come racing out onto the tarmac. And so they have to make their escape. But they're not very good at it. They run into a 747. They're in a smaller plane. They run into a 747 out on the runway and then fall. They go sliding across the runway and slam into Jamaica Bay, and then the plane on fire sinks to the bottom. 
Once down there, however, the police are jumping out of their vans and there's a guy from the FBI there and they're, they're running to the, to the water's edge. And then something just freaking explodes and shoots uh, like a, like a big tower of energy into the sky. We go from there and we're hanging out with the Avengers. We're at the Avengers mansion. Now this is my Avengers team. This, this issue here, while I don't recall reading at the time, this was the era in which I was introduced to the Avengers. Uh, John Buscema, Tom Palmer, these are my guys, man. They make the Avengers the way I see them in my mind. You have Janet Van Dyne, the Wasp. She's the leader of the Avengers at this point. Captain America is on the Avengers. The Black Knight, Dane Whitman, who has always been one of my favorite members of the Avengers. That is until they start trying to... uh make him wear regular clothes. I think there was some period where he's still wearing his helmet, his medieval knight's helmet, but he's wearing like a suit and a tie or something. I don't I don't know. They try to modern him up at some point, but he's basically just a freaking medieval knight. He's got the chain mail on, he's got the tunic, he's got the cape, and of course he has his ebony blade. So I've always loved him. Captain America, I think I mentioned that. Hercules is on the team. Captain Marvel, this is uh, Monica Rambeau. She, uh, I think, I believe now she's called Photon, but she was called Captain Marvel back at that time. And right now, Janet and uh, the Wasp, uh, the Wasp, Captain America, and Black Knight, they're they're in a meeting room of some sort, and they're talking to a dude on a screen. He. Uh, He's like a government guy. They used to have a special security clearance with the government. They don't anymore. But he is arguing with them because they have let Namor, the Submariner, on the team. And he's been known by this point to be somewhat of a criminal. But Captain America vouches for him. And so everybody's like, yeah, too bad. He's on the team, Mr. Government Man. You have no say over what we do anymore. So then we see Submariner. He's being shown around the Avengers mansion. Hercules and Captain Marvel are showing him around. And Submariner, is, he's, he's, he's kind of a snob. You know, he's the Lord of Atlantis. And he doesn't really like the idea of staying in the Avengers mansion. Uh, but Hercules is like, well, you know, this is kind of a nice place. You got to understand, dude, I'm a god and uh, or a demigod anyway. And I'm used to the finer things in life, but I like it here. Here, let me show you this room. And he shows him this big bedroom and it's all decked out. And Namor is like, hey, yeah, that's the room I want. And Hercules says, yeah, no, 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 see, but this is my room. I just wanted to show you how nice the rooms are. This is my room. And Namor says, well, I think it's going to be my room. And so they start to fight. And Captain Marvel, she's like, I'm out of here. I'm not dealing with this anymore. So she flies out into the city and she is standing on top of a building and she's just thinking her thoughts. She's thinking her thoughts about life. And that's when she sees this explosion and this big bar of energy shoot up into the sky from what happened with this plane. And so she she flies over to the airport and she's talking to the FBI guy and, you know, hey, what's going on? And the and the FBI guy's telling her that they were they were trying to get these fugitives in this plane. And that the Avengers may know them because they're known as the Enclave. Now, again, I don't know these guys. You may be listening to this going, oh, yeah, the Enclave. Yeah, I know them. They go back, apparently, according to the issue, to Avengers Annual number 12. Uh, 
so there's a couple of uh, scuba dudes in the water trying to find, you know, they're going down, the divers are going down to see what's up with this plane underwater. And suddenly they are just, they just come flying out of the water, just splash. And they land on the, on the ground. And one of them has the wind knocked out of him, but the other guy is, he's okay. And so they're asking him what's going on. And he says, I don't know. We were down there and we think we found, there's a big, there's like this, this energy source from somewhere down there and they think they found it. But when they were trying to check it out, they heard a, a, a voice and it warned them to stay away, and then they were thrown out of the water. And so Captain Marvel goes into her light form. She she goes down into the water, and she finds this freaking cocoon-type thing. And she's like, oh, well, that's that's the source of the energy. And when she tries to investigate by turning herself into X-rays, she the, a voice calls out to her in her mind, keep away, leave me alone. And she is, she's, uh, she's knocked away. And the voice is driving her crazy and she can't concentrate and she's running out of air because she's now back at her human form. And so she she swims back up to the surface. Soon Cap, the Wasp, the rest of the Avengers show up and uh, Captain Marvel is talking about what she saw down there. And Captain America, you may not know this if you weren't reading the books at the time, Steve Rogers, Captain America, he's an artist. And at one point, it may even, I think it may even be during this time period in Marvel Comics, he was working for an advertising agency. Steve Rogers was, and he he would do art for the advertising agency. And I believe at one point, he even started working for Marvel Comics, because in the Marvel books, they have their own version of Marvel Comics that make books out of the superheroes. And I think he even at one point was drawing Captain America comics, which I found just fascinating. So she's describing what she saw down there and Captain America is sketching it out. And she's like, yeah, that's, that's pretty close to what I saw. And he says, aha, see, that's what we thought when we've dealt with the enclave before they've created something like this, these, these cocoons twice before. And one of them created a woman who is just known as her. And the other one created a man who became known as Adam Warlock. And so Submariner, he's like, you know what? I'll check this out. And Wasp says, no, no, not yet. We got to do this as a team. And he's like, whatever. And he jumps into the water and boom, he's knocked right back out. And the Wasp, she gets all up in his face and she's like, look, I don't know what you're used to from where you're coming from, but you're on the Avengers now, buddy. And you're going to take orders from me. So they all go down underwater and uh, they're checking this thing out. And in the end, it's, 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 it, it, you know, it fights back. It shoots them with these, these weird energy beams that aren't really energy beams because Black Knight's ebony sword should be able to, to deflect every type of energy out there, but it's not affecting these blasts in any way. And uh, they come to, to, to find out that this has nothing to do with the Enclave. This is something completely separate. This just happened to be down there at the bottom of Jamaica Bay where the plane crashed and they come to realize that this voice that's talking to them, if they just, if they stop advancing on this thing and, and come at it as friends, the thing starts, it calms down and it's like, it, it, it allows them to come close and they bring the thing to the surface and take it back to the Avengers mansion. They don't know what it is. They, they clean it off. It had been covered in silt and all this junk and uh, they clean it all off, and now it looks it, – it's just like a big metal capsule and, uh, you know, about the size of a person. They bring it back to the Avengers Mansion, and they take off. 
because they have to go deal with something else. And while they're there, while they're right after they take off, we we're we're with the capsule. And I'm going to read you what it says here. It says the laboratory door whispers shut behind the Avengers, locking the mysterious capsule away from sight. There is no one to observe the power that surges from deep within the opaque capsule, turning it first translucent and then nearly transparent. No one sees the beautiful form which lies beneath its surface. No one hears the last vestige. No one hears the last vestige of a mental cry. And she says, Scott, she's got red hair. And then it says, in seconds, the power fades. The capsule again grows opaque and silent. And if it had ended there, this would have been very mysterious. But then they go on to one last panel. And rather than leaving you on a cliffhanger, wondering, maybe guessing who that is, maybe you have an idea based on the red hair and the fact that she said Scott, they just go ahead and give it away in the last panel. And the young woman the world once knew as Jean Grey is once more hidden from the world. And so this is Jean Grey. Now, at this time, she has been thought to have been dead. She died. She came back as the Phoenix. And then she died again as the Phoenix. And yet here she is in this capsule at the bottom of Jamaica Bay. That's why this is part of the X Factor epic collection, because X Factor starts off with the original members of the X-Men discovering that Jean Grey is alive. And then they form the new team, the X Factor. And so, well, not the X Factor. That was a TV show. They're just called X Factor. And we'll we'll probably get into X Factor when we get there because I'm going to be reading all the issues in this epic collection. So I'm sure there's going to be some episodes where we really get in more to what X Factor is. But this is the issue where technically she is found. The next issue is actually an issue of the Fantastic Four. And so we'll talk about that maybe in the next week or two as well before we get into X Factor. So that was it. Avengers 263, January 1986. And that's all I've got to say. So until tomorrow or next week, I'm not sure when this episode's going to land. Until the next time we speak, I'm Steven and I'm just another fanboy. Be nice to each other. Just Another Fanboy is a presentation of the Stephen or Else podcast. Questions and comments can be directed to feedback at stephenorelse.com. You can support the show for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash stephenrorr and get instant access to the My Other Podcast podcast, a weekly show about whatever crawls its way into my tiny little mind just moments before I tap record. You can find me on the World Wide Web at stephenorelse.com or find me on Twitter and Instagram by searching for at stephenorelse. I also encourage you to subscribe to the show, leave us a five-star review, and share this episode with a friend. Just Another Fanboy is a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. You can find that over at comicspodcasts.com. All links will be in the show notes. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. 
So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Mm -hmm.